Hello and welcome to the show that teaches you a thing your parents and teachers are too afraid to. The Helios blog. Today, Andrew Tate versus therapist, round two. This should be interesting. The reason she's alone is because she's difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum. Women fuck men they respect. All the women who say things like, I'm strong and independent, I don't need no man, like, y'all impress me. Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear. I get the satisfaction in my heart of knowing I actually really tried my best. Mm -hmm. Most people don't get to get that satisfaction because they know deep down they could have tried a bit harder. Whereas if I end up in jail, I'll be like, Andrew, you did everything you could have done. So you, that gives you a level of peace. I did my best. My ancestors are proud of me. God is proud of me. I did my absolute best. I couldn't have possibly done better. And I got hit with a, a lucky punch, and that's life. And all I can do is just smile regardless. I see. Well, uh, it's arrogant to believe that you can truly do, like, you know, a perfect job, as it were. But let's move past that. Are your... your oration skills is that an art do you think i think that if you don't have the ability to make other people understand exactly what you think that you're going to struggle but is it is it that's for sure it is it an art like it, when i watched you with pbd and you got in these zones and you did you do it all the time I mean, you're doing it right now you get in these zones where it's just like you're just flowing i mean that's it's almost you can say it's a god state right it's a flow state yeah. and it must feel really good it does. Yeah. Like, it feels good that you never run out of things to say. And it feels good that I already have 10 things I want to say lined up before right. I say the first ones. And you know how to say them perfectly. And your voice is clear and resonant. And you're... Ah, whatever. He's buttering him up. I understand. Clever. Clever. Right. Because he... The psychologist thinks that the guy is a narcissist. The best way to get the narcissist on your side is how... Well, of course... By buttering him up. You're embodied in it. It's a skill. It's a skill. Well, it's a, but it's almost like an art because I was watching you and I was thinking, this is like watching, you know, Charlie Parker play the sax or Michael Jordan play basketball. You see? You see what I'm saying? That is called buttering the guy up. Well, I mean, you really, and, and people might say, oh, those are exaggerations, but I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know that I've seen somebody who's able to do what you do. But that's emotional. So we'll talk about how I'm actually quite a sensitive person. Yeah. I think the reason people believe what I say is because they can feel that I feel when I talk. Yes. And it's because I feel things. Yes. So I'm not a cold person at all. I'm just a person with a lot of emotion that I try and control and channel in the correct directions. But I think that, yes, it's a superpower to a degree. Well, I think that's why people are, one of the reasons that people are so drawn to you, because you let whatever wants to come through, come through. And it's also why so many people hate me. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. there's no light without dark. Yeah. There's yeah. no, you know, there's no yeah. joy without pain. You can't have a rainbow without little rain. That's how it goes. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's definitely a superpower for life. It's something I'd encourage every man to learn how to do. Yeah. It's certainly something worth practicing. It's the reason. I mean, if we look at the famous philosophers, right, like Plato or whatever. So he was not only a famous speaker, but he was also what? Also a wrestler. And I don't learn another language. Because mm -hmm. I haven't mastered English yet, right. so I refuse to learn another language. Yeah. I, I can't imagine me and my personality and Andrew Tate stuttering in Spanish. Mm -hmm. It'd just mm -hmm. be like, what is this garbage? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have time. Yeah. So yeah. I will only speak English for the rest of my human years. That's it, because yeah. I have not learned every word in the dictionary yet. Yeah. But 
excuse. Like, you'll never be without stuttering in English too. So it's it's a poor argument, right? Anyway. Yeah, I guess to a degree it's a superpower. Oh, speaking of, let's uh, let's watch a bit of this. <laughs> Sparring with some is it interesting to anyone else that he fights without shoes? That's uh, kickboxing, right? And by the way, can you tell that uh, it doesn't matter, like... How trained you are, you're going to get tired while sparring, you see? Even this guy who's a professional fighter, you see how he's already breathing hard? It's because it's a lot of weight to carry around. It's hard to uh, resist the tide, you see? Double jab, jumping, cross. So what you'll notice is that he doesn't really push it that much. He more leaves to dodge. Also, he drops his hands a lot. Got him with a big one. Pushing him back with his elbows, you know? Uh, also, interesting angles there of the uppercut. See, he leaned his head forward on purpose and he can lean back. And Andrew really likes that jumping, the jumping. You see? Pushing the guy away with his elbow. So he looks... Have you noticed he looks away? Okay. 
That was nice. He almost got a You see him wake up with the double punch? Pretty impressive. Body sparring is more about fitness than just attacking. This is more about not getting hit. This is more technical. Less strength and stamina and more technique. Footwork, head movement. Everything. Okay, yeah. I believe this is the champion boxing champion. Yeah, how's that classic jumping also, you'll notice he steps forward and back using his uh, I guess head of you see? <laughs> Also, notice who is going forward in the he leans back a lot, you see. And he actually uses his legs to avoid rather than moving his steps. Some nice movement there. All right, back to the conversation here. It's extremely beneficial mm -hmm. in all aspects of life, especially relationships. I'm not going to lie. It's very, I don't argue with women very often because any woman who respects me and listens to me, I can very quickly and compendiously explain exactly why I'm correct. It's maybe the most powerful skill. It, the most powerful thing about it is there's, there's two levels to it. One, making people understand exactly what you think. Yes. And the second one is making them think what you think. Right. So the first is just clarity. The second is persuasion. Although I would argue that they're related. If you can very clearly explain your points, then it's easier to convince somebody of your points, right? Right, right, right. And if you can do the second one... Do you like to make people think what you think? Like, like what? Like, because you have a lot narcissist. Of, of course, he does. A lot of influence. Yeah, and that's got to feel good. You're influencing people. You have this worldview. It's it's a powerful worldview. It's got you know yeah. all these things, and so you want to influence other people in some way to to adopt that. I think that charity, even of itself, I think charity is probably one of the most selfish things you can do. Mm -hmm. Which most people say, I'm giving money. I, I give twenty five million dollars a year. There's a website, TakePledge.com. You can see it. 
and I feed children all across war-torn countries, mainly in the Islamic world and in Africa. Am I doing that for the children? Yes. But I also feel great. I feel good for doing yeah, that. Of course. Yeah. So there's, yeah, it, there's, yeah. it's not a selfless act. No, nothing selfless. Nothing selfless. And it shouldn't be. And it shouldn't be. That's right. So when I'm helping all these people out here, I'm not doing it because I'm some philanthropist. I feel good helping people and people sending me emails saying, you changed my life. I feel good about it. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm just Mr. Philanthropist and I just care about the world. No, I like... Good, at least he's honest. Helping people because I feel good about doing it. It makes me feel good inside, yeah, yeah. which is why I do it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I use my power to feel good. And I think the Indeed. best, the easiest way to feel good is to make others feel good. I believe that humans exist that way. And I think that's why we're societal animals. Right. Even in jail, when Precisely. I felt my worst... My goal was to make someone else smile. Because if I can make someone else smile, I would smile. <laughs> so it, it, on my worst days, uh -huh. I was my most charming, uh -huh. my most energetic, uh -huh. my most interesting, my most talkative. Yeah. I was happiest on my worst day uh -huh. because I decided that's how I have to be to stop myself feeling bad. Because I decided. I also feel like, you know, it's kind of interesting. No one's emotionless, and I certainly feel things. And I'm going to come up with a theory, which you're going to call complete garbage, <laughs> because I am not qualified. But this is my theory. Yeah, go for it. I believe that emotional energy is a lot like a bucket of water. Mm -hmm. You have all this emotional energy, right? You have a bucket of water. And then you have a bunch of different holes you can pour it down. So I believe if you wake up one day and you feel particularly depressed, you don't feel depressed. You just have a lot of emotional energy that day. Some days you don't have that much emotional energy and life is pretty calm. But some days you wake up and you have this big bucket of water. And the superpower is deciding which emotion you're going to put it in. Not to not feel the energy, but to decide which emotion you're going to put it in. Well, what he's describing is basically like cognitive behavioral therapy, right? Okay, you understand what you're feeling. You feel it, then you channel it in a direction, right? As opposed to letting it control you, you control it. Effectively, that's what cognitive behavioral therapy aims to do, is to teach you strategies to help you to manage what it is that you naturally have occurring already. So it sounds to me like uh, not such a crazy theory. It's just worded a bit differently. And I think that's my superpower. I don't have the superpower of being able to stop myself feeling things. Yeah, right. I have the superpower of being able to choose how I use that energy and what I decide to mm -hmm. feel. And then if you want to be hyper successful as a person, you have to be very careful to avoid the happy hole because happy is what everyone thinks they would choose. If you had this emotional energy and could choose any emotion, you'd choose happy. But if you choose happy, you don't get much done. What do you choose? Well, not only happy. Um, no, no, he's, he's right about that. He's right about that. You, you have to choose very specific times to channel that. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. I choose, if I had to choose how I wanted to feel all the time, I would choose proud. And okay, proud sure. means you have to work. Proud means- Yeah, that's right. That's right. Means you have to do things. You right. have to achieve things. Right. If you want to be proud and be realistic, you have to do fantastic things. So my default favorite emotion is proud. Right. That's how I, I'm happiest when I feel proud. That sounds also like what a narcissist might say as well for, you know, like, I'm proud of myself and what I have done. Me, 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 right? It's, it's about right. Proud about anything. 
Well, and the organism releases dopamine in the brain when we do hard work. Which is why I have to win. I have to win all the time. I I love proud. To feel good. To feel good. good. I don't like happy. If I feel happy, giddish happiness like a child or Mm -hmm. like a... Females usually default to happy. They don't care how they get there. They just want to get there. They just want to feel happy. I avoid the happy hole because I think people who are desperate to only feel happy are the ones who are addicts. You know, gambling addicts, drug addicts, drink too much, do dumb shit. Right. They avoid their real problems by or through that means no I, i'm inclined to agree artificial happiness is no happiness at all really it's all temporary no delayed gratification that's right. how you destroy your life choosing the happy hole mm-hmm. so we were talking earlier about jail and how when i felt particularly bad i'd wake up with a whole bunch of emotional energy it's unchanneled it's a bit wild so i guess that can be perceived as sad yeah, you're out of or your depressed routine, you're out of your routine so I would sit and go, okay, I have all this emotional energy today. Where am I going to put it? And I'd put it in a place where perhaps on that day I might feel happy or perhaps I'd choose something else, but I would try my very best to take all the energy and put it into a place where the feeling that emotion was the most competitive emotion or it was the perfect emotion for me to be as competitive as possible in that particular scenario. Mm-hmm. So yeah, on days where I woke up and I felt a little bit sad, I'd be like, okay. This sounds a bit like gobbledygook, but okay. Okay, I, I'm going to turn the charm on today. I'm going to make everybody laugh. Right. And by the end of the day, I felt fantastic. Do you think God wants to break you? If God wants to break me, he's going to do it. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> because we said, wants, right, yeah, the hero's journey, he there must be death and rebirth. So what, like something, you have to be broken. At some point, you must be broken. You, you can't fulfill your mission without being broken. And whatever that is, it has to terrify you. But can't I be semi-broken or semi-close to broken and back from the edge back from the edge you could that would describe myths such as hercules going to hades and come and and coming back you could edge and rebirth that's that's the archetype right and what does that require goes it goes means going into the cave and facing your dragon which is your deepest fear and feeling like it's going to kill you and then entering into the void of nothingness and then coming out the other side, reborn. And in that place where you're reborn, you're going to know things that you did not know sitting right here. But and I, you're going to have a much bigger perspective, right? I mean, you, you agree with that template, right? I agree with it, but I feel like I can just, I don't feel like get I- Get around that? Not get around it, but I don't ever have to fully die. Like <laughs> I can just come close enough yeah, that's accurate, because if you fully die, you actually die. So I, I get it. Enough times. Like, I'm not going to underplay... No, of course, of course. But I'm not going to underplay how significantly difficult my jail experience was. Yeah, because you, and, do, and you also, do talk about, like, how tough you were, you managed it, and I guess I'm... I'm and which is, I believe that, I'm not... Yeah. But... I, you know, there had to be moments where you're just like... It was terrible. Despair. No, it was... I'll bet there were, but he's saying that he did... He's just uh, rationalizing after the fact, right? Ex- explaining it away in a nice way, in a way that, uh, you know, improve his reputation. It's what a speaker would do, what a politician would do, effectively. Absolutely or, terrible. Or, or fear, or like... But this is very interesting into your death and rebirth point, yeah. because... When it felt completely terrible, I do have the emotional control to not feel that. But I decided to let myself feel it because I felt like I wouldn't learn as much That's if right. I turned my brain off. That's right. So right. We, I've talked on PBD about Tristan. 
Tristan and I have the same superpower. Tristan didn't care about jail. He didn't care. He didn't, or he, he, he acted like Maybe he didn't care. He acted like right, he didn't right, care. Right. But that's, it was his coping mechanism. Sure. That's called stoicism. Don't care about jail. I decided, no, I'm going to care. I'm going to feel everything. I'm going to allow myself to feel these negative emotions because I feel like I will learn more. I could have done what Tristan did. I could have woke up and said, one day or later, they'll let me out. Still rich. Give a fuck. Right. Could have done that. I didn't do that. And jail, that's why he sleeps. That's why I have nightmares. Because I don't believe his jail experience was that traumatic because he, he was very, he turned. He kind of put it off to the side. He compartmentalized it, as it were, which is what, um, what they say about people that suffer uh, traumatic experiences, right? Some people's way of coping with it is they literally compartmentalize it. They put it in a box and that's it. It's quarantined, as it were, away from your real experience. And, and it is effective. That does work. But not, it doesn't work for everyone, right? Put his brain off to it. Right. And, and that is a superpower. Yes. And, and I do have that power. If I went to war, I could go to war and watch all my friends be blown to pieces and still fight. Yeah. I would still be capable. I can turn my brain off if I have to, but I decided mm -hmm. not to because I felt that feeling things would teach me more, which is why I'm kind of arguing your point about death and rebirth because I feel like I don't have to fully break. I just have to get close enough to the edge to learn something Why and come break? back. Why not break? Because if I break, then there's two. The whole thing about him being tough then doesn't hold together and the fundamental nature of his personality breaks apart. I understand. Again, everybody's got to have some foundation. This one is his. I, I get it. Too much. My empire might fall. You don't know. Well, exactly. I don't know. That's scary. It is scary. Yeah. So why would so I... That's why you don't want to break. Completely. It's scary. I don't want to lose what I have. Yeah. Indeed. Mentally, but that physically, financially. Yeah, but that attachment, what would God say to that attachment? I don't want to lose... I mean, that's sin, right? But, uh, I mean, <laughs> find me, uh, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. As I mean, you, you've all heard it. Lose what I have? But okay, I don't want to lose what I have because I also have a responsibility for others. Ah, uh, whatever. Uh, uh, let me tell you something. Now it sounds like we're in a courtroom. He's just trying to dance around the point to not lose face. Politician. If, I, if my mind broke and I couldn't come back from that. What's more important, your family or God? Does God want me to break? I don't know. I don't He's understand. Why, why is that even relevant here? You asked. You asked a question. <laughs> and if he does, I will break. Right. Right? Well, but you won't have a choice. I won't have a choice. But, but jail itself was, was terrible. Like, we're talking about vulnerability. I can sit and explain all the things I struggle with in jail. It was absolutely terrible. And I think a lot of people who are watching this, I think they need to keep in mind, I wasn't in jail. I was in Romanian jail. Which is, what's the difference? Well, it's the poorest country in Europe, and it was built during communism, right. and it's basically designed to torture you. It's not the poorest, but okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like jail, like we imagine jail. I don't want to insult the Romanian justice system. I don't want to insult any Romanians. I'm still within the confines of Romania, but I think most people at home understand what I'm talking about. I didn't have yard time. I didn't have any friends. I was in a room for 93 days. I did not leave that room unless I was being dragged to court in a language I didn't understand to be sent back to the room. Yeah, it was hard. Not, not, not so nice. Yeah. Four days. And basically in solitary. A vision quest, four days, four nights, no food or water out in the mountains, like in a restricted area, like just like a prison cell. And that was took me to my edge. So I can't even imagine 93, yeah. 93 days. Yeah, I mean, it's terrible. And you don't know how long you're going to be in there for. Yeah. And you have no control over anything. 
and uh, you don't sleep very well. People think you just sleep it off, but you can't. The jail is very loud. Mm. There's a lot of distressed people in there, a lot the of upset people. The, the energy is sad. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a bad place to be. But I knew that my only option was to deal with it. So I knew that not handling it wasn't an option. So if not handling right. it, it's not an option. The only option left is handling it. So yeah. you just have to find the best way to do it. Yeah. And I certainly allowed myself to feel a lot of emotions in there that I could have probably black, blocked out so that I could learn as many lessons as possible. And I've learned a lot of things. But I would say that, I mean, all in all, I understood as a man, you need to have a strong body so you're not attacked by anyone else and a strong mind so you don't attack yourself. And I think jail in many right. ways is just pressurized life. And if you feel a little bit angry outside of jail, you'll be very angry in jail. It's pressurized life and you can't distract yourself with anything. Mm -hmm. Most people, if you feel angry right now, you'd be like, oh, that pissed me off. And then you got your phone and talk to someone else about something else. You distract yourself, but you're left alone with your thoughts and you can't distract yourself. And uh, God decided to put me in there to learn some things. And I think it just confirmed a bunch of things I already knew. And I think it was a chance for me to prove to him and to prove to myself I'm not full of shit. And I think that that was... Did you worry that you were full of shit? Never. <laughs> okay. Again, the, the mind of the person who's totally self-assured, right? But it's good when you get t tested. <laughs> no, but this is actually the truth. I, 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 top G, right? It's a name, it's a nickname, blah, blah, blah. Tip, top G. The, the basic premise behind it and why I'm idolized by all these young men, especially, is I'm top G, the number one G, the, the guy who can do anything. He's the guy. I never for a second when I was saying it didn't mean it. I never for a second when I was saying it thought I was full of shit. Mm -hmm. So God was like, okay, let's find out if he's full of shit. Yeah, let's find out if he's full of crap. Exactly. <laughs> full of shit. Right. And I was placed there and I said, like, all right, this is a chance for me to prove to myself and prove to God and prove to the man watching on the, to the prison guards and prove to everyone else, my ancestors, that I'm not full of shit. I had a sense of duty in there and I feel like I performed it exceptionally. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if they kept me in there for three months or three years or 30 years. I have to perform. That's who I am. And I will default to rationalizing, as you said, whatever it takes. I will come up with any rationale and I will say it in any way which is interesting and engaging and convincing enough to the outside world and to myself to install it in my brain that allows me to compete. That's interesting. All right. So there you have it, guys. There we are. We're going to end the video there. Hit the like, hit the sub, hit all for notifications. Drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adrian L. Tom, and Bobby Dylan, and Renaissance Press. Shout out to you, most recent donator. Um, my Patreon can be found at patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Buy my books at bit.ly slash Helios books. And if you're interested in coaching, message me at the Helios blog at gmail.com and I'll slot you right in. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, especially if you listen to the end. Take care of yourselves. And I'll see you next time.